0: It's the Game of Roses Welcome Welcome to the the Game of Roses
1: Roses. This This
2: is is the Game Game of Roses Welcome to to the Game Game of Roses Roses.
1: When I found out that Ruth Bader Ginsburg
2: passed away I literally hollered out, I screamed And not just because we lost a giant uh, Someone who dedicated her entire life for justice and equality but I knew what was at stake and I know the battle that's about to ensue politically. I'm telling you, if you wanna honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg, don't do it in a post, don't do it in, in any type of story. You need to do it by honoring exactly what she stood for, equal justice under the law. You need to vote. There's so much at stake, there's too much at stake. You need to vote.
3: Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues, and what an episode we have for you on this day. We are going to give you Bachelor Nation news. We are going to give you our screams from the pit. Of course we have the best parasocial play of the week to highlight. And the back half of this episode is something incredibly special. It's something we have created for the first time ever. We've gotten a lot of complaints from people on our iTunes review page about how our show is too political. Well, we've taken those complaints to heart, (laughs) and the back half of this episode is going to be a mock election. You heard me right. We are going to go through a host of the most known players in Bachelor Nation, and we're going to make predictions about who we think they'd vote for. And we're going to tell you how that election would turn out if these specific people in Bachelor Nation were the only ones voting.
3: And it will be based on mostly pure speculation.
0: And we are joined for this first Bachelor Nation mock election with Jenna Vesper from Date Card Pod. She's been on Game of Roses before. We love having her because right now she's doing the most important work in Bachelor Nation in terms of keeping tabs on political affiliations of various players.
3: She's noticing the tiny little details she's keeping track of when DLH deleted his black square, etc.
0: But before we get to all of that, we are going to start this episode as we start every episode by taking a look at something that is happening in the world that you may not think is related to Bachelor Nation, and we are going to tell you how this big piece of news is indeed related exactly to Bachelor Nation. This has something to do with the opening clip we played, which was Rachel Lindsay talking about RBG's untimely death. This is Game of Roses, State of the World.
3: Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the legal cultural, and feminist icon, died on Friday in her home in Washington, D.C. She was surrounded by her family, and she was 87 and passed away from metastatic pancreatic cancer. She taught at Rutgers University Law School, then at Columbia. She became the first female tenured professor there. She was the architect of the legal fight for women's rights in the 1970s as the Director of Women's Rights Project of the ACLU, for which she argued six landmark cases on gender equality before the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, When she began her legal crusade, women were treated by law differently from men. Her accomplishments included the right for women to sign a mortgage without a man, the right to have a bank account without a male cosigner the right to have a job without being discriminated against based on gender, and the right for women to be pregnant or have kids and work. She was named to the U.S. Supreme Court as the second female justice ever in 1993 by Bill Clinton and served 27 years on the court. In 1996, she wrote the Supreme Court's landmark decision in United States versus Virginia, which held that the state-supported Virginia Military Institute could not refuse to admit women. In 1999, she won the American Bar Association's Thurgood Marshall Award for her contributions to gender equality and civil rights. She dictated her dying wish in a statement to her granddaughter, Clara Spera, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. So this... Brings us to the Thurmond Rule, which isn't really a rule but a tradition named after Senator Strom Thurmond when in the late 60s Thurmond blocked then President Lyndon B. Johnson's appointment of Justice Abe Fortas as Chief Justice and cited the closeness of the upcoming election. Of course, the Republicans in 2016 invoked this rule to not vote on any nominee of Obama's and they stonewalled Obama's pick Merrick Garland. However Mitch McConnell and his various hypocritical and shameless demons have already said they're going to jam one through.
0: And they have that ability right now because they control the majority in the Senate but there are four Republican senators who said they will not vote for a new justice before the election. They are Senator Susan Collins from Maine Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. And then we have these others who are on record (laughs) as having said they won't do this. One of them is Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, but he's already gone against his own word. There are multiple videos of him now going around the Internet saying, I'll tell you, I would never do this if the tables were turned. If somebody dies in Trump's last year, I won't vote for them either. He's on video saying this and now he's Andy literally says doing it.
3: use my own words against me
0: do it and the fourth senator is iowa senator chuck grassley so the hopes and dreams of stalling this super conservative right-wing supreme court justice that trump and his cronies are going to try to push through rests in the hands of these four republicans by the way Some of the names on the list uh, of people that he wants are Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton.
3: Not great. (laughs) However, a, a glimmer of hope, if Mark Kelly wins the Arizona special election for Senate over Republican Martha McSally, he could take over as soon as November 30th. And that would mean that maybe we have one more seat.
0: I know what you're saying to yourself. We said in the opening, people are complaining about our show being too political and all we've done is talk politics. Well, this is going to be the most political episode we've ever had, but you might be asking yourself, "Sorry, how does any of this relate to The Bachelor? Well, let me tell you, 2020, as you know, is a shit Sunday and RBG's death is the cherry on top. <laughs> Things just seem to be getting worse and worse. We now have mounting problems that are related to global warming with half the country on fire, the other half about to be pounded by hurricanes. We have mass Mm -hmm. social unrest, protests that have been going on in Portland for over a hundred days. These protests are only going to increase in size as the election approaches. We have the possible end of democracy in America. All of these things are coming to a head. And RBG dying is just throwing gasoline on that fire. And as the fire burns, this is how it relates to Bachelor Nation. You see many people in Bachelor Nation, including Becca Kufrin, including Caitlin Bristow, posting pictures of their pop-up picnics and just not giving a shit, pretending like none of this is happening. But we are fast approaching a time when that will no longer be possible. You are not going to be able to pretend anymore that the world isn't falling apart. You're going to have to take a side. You're going to have to either vote for Donald Trump and essentially kick us over the edge of the cliff or vote for Joe Biden and try to pull us back in whatever kind of marginal way is still possible.
3: You don't think they're just still going to keep doing the pop-up picnics?
0: I think, yes, some of them are. But that pretending... I mean, the the show itself is pretending that none of this is happening. We're not going to see them talking about any of this in the show. It's still conveying this glossy image of like, everything's fine. Look at these people finding love in this Machiavellian game of (laughs) emotional manipulation that we've created to destroy them. They promote lies. The show does. And so the players of the game promote those same lies on their Instagram account. But I think RBG dying is... I don't know if it's the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of our inability to continue these just surface level lies on Instagram, but it's getting close. She's certainly fueled to that fire.
3: I think it might be. And if they're trying to ram through an anti-choice Supreme Court justice days before the election and already planning to dismantle the ACA in the middle of a pandemic, I think that this will tip it over the edge i'm
0: hopeful well we already saw it a little bit with the opening clip that we played of rachel Lindsay. Mm-hmm. there are some players who are becoming increasingly politically active i haven't seen a lot of them talking about climate change per se but these issues no. that are facing us as a society even as a species are getting more and more dire And I think it's going to become harder and harder for any of these people, especially when you know that you have a platform. And yes, they're trying to sell SpawnCon and all that shit. But I think anybody who has these endorsement deals, I'm talking about professional athletes. I'm definitely talking about bachelor people. It's going to be harder for these companies to sit on the sidelines and be like, we're not political. It's like, well, you know, the fucking world's burning. You may not be political, but (laughs) what is your stance on human extinction?
3: (laughs) what is your stance on human extinction should i just start asking that when they put their questions on instagram
0: well that's really what we're looking at here there are two sides of this argument it is human extinction is coming and i don't give a fuck i'm gonna try to make as much money and hoard as much shit for myself as i can so i'm comfortable while the rest of you die or there's the other side that is we have to do everything we can to avoid human extinction
3: It's definitely hard to throw these SpawnCon picnics under blood-red
0: skies. Well, we will get to some of those SpawnCon picnics under blood-red skies in our next segment. (laughs) This is... Bachelor Nation News.
3: Our first piece of Bachelor Nation News. Caitlin Bristow made her debut on Dancing with the Stars. She danced the cha-cha in a yellow outfit to Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. Her total score was 20, and she advanced to the next round. Congratulations, Caitlin. Going on Dancing with the Stars is a real feather in the cap. For Bachelor players, um, Caitlin joins the ranks of Melissa Rycroft, who was famously rejected by Jason Mesnick, uh, Trista Sutter, our first bachelorette, Jake Pavelka, everyone's least favorite pilot bachelor, uh, Sean Lowe, Chris Souls, and Nick Vial. Mm-hmm. Also, Grocery Store Joe was on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't remember that. And of course, Hannah Brown, America's sweetheart.
0: Who won the whole season. She took home the Mirror Ball, another trophy to put in her trophy room, along with all of her pageant sashes and tiaras and rings from Jed. (laughs) And now we have Caitlin Bristow, who is one of the most successful bachelorettes in the history of the game. Will she win this season? We don't know, but we hope so because we love higher visibility for Bachelor players.
3: I've never watched it. I don't know anything about it, but I think she'll win.
0: Speaking of higher visibility for Bachelor Nation players, our second item of Bachelor Nation news this week involves a brand new podcast that was announced. It's called Clickbait. This is a Bachelor Nation official podcast that is going to be hosted by an unlikely trio, (laughs) Grocery Store Joe, Taysha, our next bachelorette, and Hannah Ann Sluss. Now, I get Grocery Store Joe (laughs) might have some stuff to talk about on this podcast where Blue Lives Matter is concerned. We know that he supports that Uh movement. Hannah Ann Sluss might have some good stories about dating an NFL quarterback who called a black player the N-word on the field. But what's Tasha mm. going to add to this conversation? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is such a bizarre trio. And it makes me wonder. I'm like, we'll talk about it in our back half. But is Tasha the liberal arm of this MAGA trio? I know Hannah Ann Sluss is watching Fox News all the time. Grocery Store Joe, of course.
0: But... I am curious to listen to it when it comes out, which is October 1st. So mark your calendars for what could be a very beautiful disaster.
3: (laughs) Our third piece of Bachelor Nation news is reporting done by our very guest on this episode, Date Card Pod. They found that Dark Lord Harrison and Maga Garrett... Margaret Yagarian have deleted their black squares from Instagram, which were posted by a flurry of players in response to the Black Lives Matter uh, resurgence this year. They were sort of like a very low level of support for Black Lives Matter, and a lot of people got pressured to put them up and now that they have deleted them, it's sort of a modern version of revisionist history. And it begs the question, I've thought about this a lot. I'm like, what caused them to do it? You must be thinking all the time how much it bothers you that this is on your Instagram grid to go back and delete it. And I don't know whether they expected that people would notice. I would think they would know that at this point that people would notice but it's just it's very gross i mean obviously we knew dlh wasn't doing any real form of anti-racist activism at all he was only doing that because he had to but to go back and get rid of it it's so aggressive
0: well even more terrifying to me than just thinking about their psychology of this black square gnawing at them, them just staring at it late at night, 3 a.m. in their grid, like, when can I take this down? When can I take this down? That moment in their minds has come. The movement in their minds is over. Now it's okay to not show support for this. They believe it has concluded.
3: You think this means they think the movement is over?
0: What else could it mean?
3: They're preparing for a civil war. They want to declare their allegiance.
0: I just think that they wouldn't take it down if they didn't themselves feel that society would be okay with it disappearing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were like, we're going to pull a fast one. Nobody will notice this. I think they were like, no one will care if we do this.
3: People on Reddit seem to care. Yes,
0: yes. That is one faction of people who will care a lot about a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the general population. They were obviously pressured into putting up the black square by social media, by Bachelor Nation coming at them. And now they feel like that pressure is gone.
3: By the way, I don't know if this is Bachelor Nation news, but Reddit changed a bunch of their rules in moderating. And now you can make comments about covid you can make posts about Mad Chad Mm. again.
0: Interesting. Freedom of speech, alive and well on Reddit. (laughs) Speaking of somebody who's alive and well, our next piece of Bachelor Nation news involves the goat (laughs) himself, Nick Vial. He's taken a step forward in life and purchased his very first home. I don't know that there's more news to this, But I read this and was happy for him.
3: Congrats. (laughs) It appears to be in Studio City because Wells commented, welcome to the neighborhood.
0: You think he moved next door to Wells? They're forming a Bachelor Nation enclave.
3: All of the Vanderpump Rules characters did that. They bought houses in the valley close to each other. Congratulations, Nick
0: Vial. Our next piece of Bachelor Nation news... Is actually, old news made new again. This week, an Instagram account called at in the batch released a post claiming that the bachelor producers chart women's menstrual cycles so that they know when they're at their most emotional moments. A lot of the comments on this post are calling them out for making this up, but it's not made up, it's actually old news. This was a practice reported in Amy Kaufman's landmark work of bachelor journalism. Bachelor Nation. This book came out in 2018 and in it, an old assistant from Mike Fleiss, the creator of the show, came clean and talked about this exact thing. Whether it's accurate or not, it is alleged, but it seems like a viable source. I don't think it would have been printed in this book otherwise. This is a a big book that came from a big publishing house. They had to go through a lot of legal sessions of reading this manuscript and making sure that they couldn't be sued for libel or anything in it so if it made it into the book it's very likely well sourced we have to accept that this is true and is it surprising to you at all i mean is this worse than what they did to victoria fuller with chase rice is it worse than flying out an ex-boyfriend the yeah. night after you have sex with the bachelor this is,
3: um i feel like this is stuff that you hear about in like prisons and stuff like when I saw this post, it reminded me of the news that they're doing hysterectomies in the detention centers. It felt very much akin to that to me. Not that they're doing hysterectomies on the Bachelor Nation players, but... Not yet. It was this authoritarian vibe of, like, controlling women and um, terrifying also, I feel like they're interviewing them every day, so that part doesn't really make sense to me.
0: The way that it was positioned in the book was essentially that the producers know at certain times they might be more emotionally susceptible to influence.
3: So that's when you bring in Chase Rice. Exactly. Victoria Fuller was menstruating.
0: Or that's when you tell a player <laughs> you should go tell The Bachelor you love them. It's it's yeah. when they their emotions are a little higher, maybe a little harder to control, and that's when the producers try to push them into either having nervous breakdowns or making highly emotional plays, getting in fights, whatever.
3: I mean, I believe it. Oh, I do as well. It does make me... It it makes me question what we're doing here, you know? It's like, what level of shit that they do is going to be a breaking point for me in watching? And maybe The Limit doesn't exist. (laughs)
0: Well, this is something we talk about a lot on this podcast, the nature of being complicit, knowing that this show is, I mean, it violates human rights. The contract you signed to go on the show says you forfeit, literally in quotes, your civil rights. We know that going in. The environment they are creating is made specifically to induce nervous breakdowns. We know that. That is their goal. And now as we're Mm -hmm. hyper-binging and we see every... That's the goal
3: of periods as well.
0: As Hannah Sluss so eloquently put it, we know what we signed up for. This is the show we're watching. Mm -hmm. If you are not okay with this, your options are to stop watching the show or to continue watching and calling it out, which is what I feel that we do on this podcast to some degree is that we don't sit idly by and just say, oh, well, whatever. They're tracking their menstrual cycles. Tee-hee-hee, ha-ha-ha-ha. Can't wait to see who comes out of the limo in a dolphin costume. We are bringing this up. We're speaking exactly about it, and we're telling anyone else who's watching this show, you have to at least know this is happening. And try to be aware of that while you're watching it. Don't just get lost in the lie.
3: Experimental strategy, ask for tampons off-cycle. Throw a, throw a wrench in the works.
0: Mmm, I like <laughs> that.
3: Speaking of women's issues and cycles of life, we got some new Claire Crawley Bachelorette promos this week, many of which had obscene Claire puns in them, and one of which was devoted entirely to the Golden Girls and had Claire talking about how it's her favorite show, and which golden girl she is like. And I was just like, what the fuck is this marketing department doing? They're hitting this Claire is old theme so hard. And it's not even modern references. These are very old entertainment references, this and The Graduate about, women being old it's just so first thought to me
0: the puns to me too are such a low attempt at humor who is it appealing to is that an old person thing
3: is that an old person thing i don't know it's all it's all very first thought but People are talking about it. People are reposting it. They're like, oh, this is so dumb. And I think it's sort of that, like, cringe humor thing where it's getting interaction. It's getting engagement, which Mm -hmm. is all they really need is more eyes on it.
0: In reference to the Golden Girls as well, that was an ABC show. I don't know if this is some attempt to generate more interest in an old ABC (laughs) piece of catalog, but it was an ABC show. Hmm. It's a great show, too, by the way. She's right. If you've never seen Golden Girls, highly recommend it. I think most episodes are probably available on YouTube. You can stream them somewhere. It's one of the greatest sitcoms that has ever been made, hands down. It was a groundbreaking piece of media in terms of representation of women. The show is about Mm -hmm. a group of elderly women all living together in Florida.
3: And it passes the Bechdel test. They're not always talking about dudes.
0: One character is, (laughs) but that's kind of her thing. She's like always with some other guy. Yeah, she's great. Mm. Speaking of women in media, our next piece (laughs) of Bachelor Nation news involves a very important woman in media, Rachel Lindsay. She has now settled into her new role at Extra as an on-air piece of talent where she is interviewing all kinds of different people, Specifically, Donald Trump Jr. is the interview we wanted to talk about. This interview occurred a few weeks ago. We finally had a chance to watch the whole thing. And uh, it's chilling. I'll just say that. It
3: is chilling. I highly recommend you guys look it up and watch some at least some of these clips. They're pretty insane.
0: The Rachel Lindsay we know, the Rachel Lindsay we love from Higher Learning, even from some of her... Episodes of Bachelor Happy Hour, where she gets to talk openly about whatever issues may be interesting to her, that Rachel Lindsay is not in this interview. Instead, what you're getting <laughs> no. is someone who looks like Rachel Lindsay, but speaks like Billy Bush to some degree.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I get it. She's hamstrung, certainly by this giant mainstream media corporation who just tells her, get in there and ask the questions that we've written for you. And she's doing them in a manner where she, in this Trump Jr. interview, is jovial with him, is pleasant with him. She's not coming at this guy, who to her, we know from all of her other podcasts, she hates this man.
3: She fucking hates him. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But she's made to play nice with him in this interview. And I don't fault her for it. Because I think she's got a long game here. I think... She Mm -hmm. is playing the game she knows she has to play because in the end, I believe Rachel Lindsay not only wants to, but will become a media mogul. I think she's going to be a huge piece of American media moving forward. I can see her with her own talk show. I can see her with her own kind of Oprah-esque empire.
3: She already is. She already has all of these different Irons in the Fire. She's doing these, this extra stuff. She's doing a bunch of ESPN stuff, multiple podcasts.
0: MTV show.
3: There was one clip that played after this interview where she's on Extra. She's talking about what the best memes were from the RNC. And she's like, my personal favorite is Melania's darty eyes. And it was... It was the mo- one of the most dystopian pieces of media that I've seen recently. It was just like joking about fun memes from the RNC as if like the world is not burning. And it was just very weird to watch Rachel Lindsay do that. It reminded me of um what's that movie where they kidnap the black people and take their brains and
0: get out.
3: It reminded me of Get Out.
0: Speaking of dystopian pieces of media, (laughs) our next piece of Bachelor Nation news involves the Washington Post. This is the newspaper that gave us Woodward and Bernstein, who won a Pulitzer Prize for their groundbreaking Watergate scandal of the Richard Nixon administration. They are now doing a weekly newsletter dedicated to... The Bachelorette, that is correct. In Claire Crawley's season, they are going to be putting out a newsletter every week that analyzes the show in a more journalistic manner, as they put it. And I think this is, for me, again, evidence of something we have been saying really for a while, that the coverage of The Bachelor is moving into a next phase. You're now getting the fucking Washington Post covering it weekly. And this isn't like how Cosmo does not Uh, This isn't going to be like a recap. They're going to have a stats person. I don't know what their statistics will be. Certainly not anything close to what we're doing here, but they'll try. Certainly. Absolutely. Certainly. You think they're going to have a fucking rose quotient? You think they're going to know how many kisses happened in season seven? You think they're going to know who Mary Delgado was? No, (laughs) they're not going to know any of this shit. They're not going to have the history of the game. They're not going to have the numbers of the game, but they are trying, Mm -hmm. which to me signifies that, especially because this is a major fucking newspaper. It's shifting. This game is being taken more seriously, not only in terms of the statistical components of the game, but in terms of its relevance in American culture.
3: What will you do if they start tracking Rose quotients?
0: Ask for money. What do you mean? They would have stolen that from us. (laughs) We wish them luck in their newsletter, and uh, we hope it's good because I really... I want to see this happen. I want to see the coverage of Bachelor yeah. be gigantic. I want every newspaper to have something like this. And
3: it uh, it gives a standing to what our do- what we are doing as being more serious.
0: I take what we do very seriously. I do too. And in service of treating this game completely seriously and giving you coverage that no one else can, we are now going to go into a segment where we discuss the best parasocial play that happened this week. Now, for those of you who might be new to the podcast, or for those of you who don't know what parasocial relationships are, these are the relationships that we all now have more frequently than any other kind. These relationships involve us looking through a screen at a person who is looking back through the screen at us. They're not talking to us. But they are talking into their cameras, and it seems like they're talking to us. And at a sub-psychological level, our brains are tricked into thinking that these people are our friends. This describes everybody on The Bachelor. This (laughs) describes every newscaster that you're watching. This describes pretty much any reality TV show when a player is doing their in-the-moment ITM segment where they're talking directly back at the camera. This describes
3: Adrian of Yoga With Adrian, who is my best friend on YouTube.
0: And because these relationships are becoming more and more important to each of us in many different ways, and they're especially important to people in Bachelor Nation because it's how they make money from us, we cover the most significant plays in the parasocial arena each week. This is.
3: The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week.
0: This week saw some astounding parasocial play from a wide variety of Bachelor Nation luminaries. Kelly Flanagan admitted that she's only voted once her junior year in college via IG stories. A bold admission. (laughs) The Getaways, which is a splinter group from the current season (laughs) of Bachelorette, these are guys who got called out to La Quinta and then didn't make the cut and never ended up on the show. They all got together and formed their own Instagram account called The Getaways with a Z. They released a trailer this week that was highly produced, well shot, good soundtrack, high-end graphics, high high-level production value. The trailer features them wrestling gators, riding jet skis, doing donuts in a Jeep, and it says the in quotes series is coming in October. <laughs> we have no idea what this fucking series is. It seems like it'll be a lifestyle series of these guys doing kind of rednecky, Florida type things.
3: Someone commented on it and was like, where is this series? And the man responded, it's on Instagram. So I don't think this is a series people have bought.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. They're they're making their own kind of Tyler Cameron-esque YouTube Mm -hmm. style shit, I think. And in one of the videos there's a nice shot of a keep america great again trump 2020 flag flying off the back of their fishing boat
3: (laughs) nice little easter egg we also had taylor nolan this week made an instagram story about how she lost 200 followers once she made a pro joe biden post and she's talking about how influencers want to stay out of politics in order to not lose engagement she said, this is why influencers don't get political. They don't like to divide their following or take a stance because it means decrease in followers, decrease in engagement, which is money. She encourages everyone to show support for influencers who take the risk to share their politics. And I just thought this was very important for us to keep in mind for the back half of our episode this week, uh, as we will be doing a lot of speculation on everyone's politics as most of the players keep it secret. We also had Becca Kufrin, Becca Tilly, Jason Tardick, Caitlin Bristow, DLH himself, and his concubine Lauren Zima all got together on a rooftop bar to celebrate Caitlin's premiere on Dancing with the Stars. Also present were at StyleLVR, stylist to Bachelor Nation, and at Gold Amber Energy, a friend of Becca Kufrin. Also tagged in the photo was the Picnic Collective, a brand pop-up picnic experience brand with whom Becca is currently doing business, as are a bevy of Bachelor Nation players, the Four Horsewomen, Andy Dorfman, the Tolbert family, including their children. Uh, I know Amanda Stanton has posted some picnic things as well, as Hannah Sluss And this brand is essentially paying Bachelor Nation people to have COVID picnics. They all posted pictures from this event to their Instagram grids and their Instagram lives. Um, Becca's post on her Instagram grid alone had 77,000 likes and 463 comments as of Monday. In the pictures and videos, they're all leaning all over each other. In one video, Becca is literally rubbing Caitlin Bristow's bare foot as it's draped over Becca Tilly's leg. There is zero social distancing, zero mask wearing, and the posts on Dark Lord Harrison's Instagram take it all a step further, displaying himself in a Buffalo Bills jersey, which he apparently had to wear as part of losing an NFL-related bet with Jason Tardik. They obviously all do not care that the world is ending. They simply don't care, and we are responsible for enriching them so that they can have these rooftop dinners as hundreds of thousands of people die in a pandemic and hundreds of thousands of people are displaced by climate-related disasters.
0: And while that was a strong, strong play from that group, <laughs> the winner this week is none other than p <laughs> Oh, my God. On September 13th, the man boy who grew up in the shadow of the mansion (laughs) posted what I think is one of the most significant parasocial plays we have seen this year. He posted a picture of himself and his girlfriend, Kelly Flanagan, who got sixth place on his season of The Bachelor. She's sitting in a chair in a polka dot shirt. He's crouched behind her with his hands on her shoulders with his patented limp-fingered grip that we've all become used to at this point. Both are looking forward into camera, giving us the very traditional parasocial gaze, looking right back at us, their loyal subjects. On the surface, this is an ordinary picture. It has 219,000 likes and 12,000 comments. This is not uncommon for a post from PP, but it's in the comments that the true parasocial play begins. There is a parasocial subject named at MadelineJB15 who has 193 followers. She comments, <laughs> I'm so happy y'all are together, but I wasted my time on this season, lol, heart emoji, and in that single comment, she has given birth to what was, as I said in my opinion, one of the most important <laughs> parasocial moments we have seen this calendar year. I'll now read for you their interaction. Please. Madeline JB says, so happy y'all are together, but I wasted my time on the season. Lol, heart emoji. Pilot Pete replies, I get it. I'll explain myself one day. Ha ha, heart emoji. Madeline JB comes back. Ah, you wrote me back, exclamation. And that to me is beautiful. I'm going to get to the rest of this in a moment. But that exclamation, this announcement, this acceptance that I alone have been ordained special this moment, means it is no longer a parasocial relationship. You are interacting with me. Now mm-hmm. we're real friends. <laughs> Madeline's world has changed because Pilot Pete has taken this brief moment to elevate their relationship. Mm-hmm. She goes on to say, I wish you guys a happy, healthy relationship. Double hearts. You're my favorite of all the bachelors. Then B.R.A.H.H.H. comes into the conversation. At Pilot Pete, you don't have to explain yourself to anyone, dude. Not all questions need to be answered. I'm glad both of you found joy and happiness in a relationship together. Just a blatant Stan. Whatever you want to do. It's your world. Pilot Pete comes back at B-Raw. This 100%, he says. There's just so much that no one knows about yet, so it'll be good to get it out. What? What? <laughs> what is he talking about here? And immediately, J.R. H-E-A-9 comes at Pilot Pete in the form of a show, a book, just coming out and saying it. Jeep Girl 0279 at Pilot Pete. A shocked face. Pilot Pete (laughs) then comes back and says, thank you, we appreciate you. Heart. And he says this date. March 15th, 2021. The Ides of March. He has given himself a fucking release date for what will hopefully be the biggest, most important piece of Bachelor Nation news that has ever existed in the category of producer manipulation, specifically designed to destroy relationships rather than build them. Kelly Flanagan here gets a parasocial assist on this play because this week she also posted an IG story that revealed PP, in quotes, was told that she didn't like him and was only there to, in quotes, have fun. Although she doesn't say the producers told him, it's obvious what she's fucking implying here. Who else could it possibly be? So this parasocial power play coming from the, the king and queen of cringe, it's huge. Because now we're all fucking waiting for 315-2021. They have given us this space to occupy with conjecture wondering what they're going to tell us wondering if we are going to finally get behind the curtain of what the fuck happened to cause the disaster that was pp's season
3: what do you think is going to be the vessel for this information
0: i think they're going to just do an ig live but i'll tell you this
3: you think they're saying we're going to have an ig live mid-march why not i don't know to me this struck me as like We're doing a very important interview or we're releasing a book. The book thing made sense.
0: If it's a book, great. I don't think it's going to be a book. I think it's just he knows that date is important to him because that's when his NDA is up. Mm. And Kelly's also, anyone who was on his season. I think they're just laying the date out and saying watch out, this date's coming and we're going to have some fucking tea to spill. And I think it is going to be good. I think Kelly is going to talk directly about what they did to her, which is not going to be great. And we're going to finally get the story of how they absolutely sabotaged their relationship, which in the end wound up being the, the person he really liked and the guy that she really liked. They're fucking together. The show was only a hindrance for them. It literally tried to keep two people apart who wanted to be together. The opposite of what the show is supposed to be about. But congratulations to Kelly and PP. This play was astounding. To start giving a release date for when you're going to talk shit about the show is a fucking (laughs) move of brilliance. As much as they might be doing in the cringe space, and that is significant, this to me... Elevated them. They are at a new level of parasocial play now. Real contenders, maybe, for parasocial players of the year.
3: We talked about it last week that there is this new um, new theme in players' content of fuck it, I'm off contract energy. And this is, this is eclipsing Baylock Eye in that.
0: And I think we're only going to get more and more. I can't wait to see what happens whenever the NDAs are up for this upcoming season of Bachelorette. That's going to be a shit show. There'll be a hundred books written about that by everyone who was there. The getaways are going to have their own fucking TV show. Come on. Well, thank you very much for coming on this journey with us through gore state of the world, through bachelor nation news, through the parasocial play of the week. And now we've come to that time in this podcast when pace case and I dive deep into the pit to discuss our toxic relationship with The Bachelor and why we continue doing it. This is... Screams, screams from, from the, pit. the Pit! This week, Pacecase and I have screams related to the same event. You see, this week marked the first time really Either of us has, like, taken a break from the pit. (laughs) Pace Case had a 48-hour period without it, and I had a 48-hour period that was basically double pit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You were alone in the
0: pit for 48 hours. Right, (laughs) exactly. I was abandoned in the pit. Yeah. Uh. So, Pace Case, please tell us, what was it like to be out of the pit for 48 hours, and why did you need this?
3: There's been a lot, a lot happening in the world, a lot happening with Pace Case personally. And I decided that it was time for me to do an experiment, which is I needed a weekend off from the pit. I took two entire days off. I didn't check our Instagram, I didn't check our Twitter, our TikTok, I didn't open any of our emails. Any of our various pet things. I didn't talk to Clues for two days. You guys, I talk to Clues probably every ten minutes. <laughs> 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 I am almost always looking at his at his stupid face in Gore HQ. But I took a break. You know, you talk about how relationships with the bachelor are quote unquote toxic. And I definitely felt some of that during this period. I found myself instinctively trying to click on all of our various things over and over. Um, It was kind of like your, your shadow protocol, I would say. Mm-hmm. It was like this thing that I'm trying to avoid, but I have to actively be working and look at the thing a letter at a time. Um, I was mostly successful though. I only opened our Instagram once and I closed it immediately before I could even see anything. I worked out. I went outside. I read a couple of books, uh, spent time with my family. I saw a couple friends from far away in a backyard. They live in Chicago. This is probably the only time I'll see them this year if not in two years
0: what did you talk about with them
3: (laughs) well we talked about our lives and we talked about covid and about how i want to get a dog you know i was actively trying to hide this part of me but it took a turn sure enough i spent and the entire rest of our, the time we were hanging out talking about The Bachelor, explaining how to game, essentially going through all of how to win The Bachelor and oh what they should look out for in Claire's season. My experiment completely failed. I mean, <laughs> I guess I realized that, sure, I took these steps, but I hadn't exited the pit at all like I'm going through these motions I'm not engaging in this traditional pit behavior which is mostly related to my phone um, but that doesn't mean that I'm free the pit is a state of mind and I live here and you know what I, it was hard it was hard for me to not text clues this whole time it felt it I honestly felt like it was like two weeks long it was very strange.
0: We are not in the pit. The pit is in us. Yeah. My scream from the pit this week involves this exact same 48-hour period in which I did not talk to Pace Case. Mm -hmm. And I knew that when Pace Case came back from this self-imposed exile from the paradise of the pit, (laughs) I knew that there would be a hundred fucking unread messages in our dms yeah. and emails and whatever and i knew that if she came back to that after 48 hours of this detox it would not be good so i took it upon myself to just man the fucking fort and i did it all
3: i i really appreciate that and i did not think you were gonna do that and i feel very badly about no. This.
0: no, no. <laughs> please don't feel bad it's just necessary it's pit maintenance you know so what you got to do must the uh-huh. upkeep must be done but When I was in this mode, which I'll just call double pit or pit squared, maybe even, not only was I tending to the things that I do for the pit, which is, you know, finding bits of Bachelor Nation news, putting it in our podcast outline throughout the week, making some memes. I made some memes for both Bachelor Clues and for Game of Roses during this time. Hyper memeing. And I was also responding to DMs and emails and just keeping things flowing at the same level that normally two people do it. And I was doing it all by myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the beginning of it, really all through it, through both days of it, I felt kind of empowered by it. It was almost like a high. It was like a heroin addict upping their dose. Once they start to build up an immunity to it, oh it's God. like, "Well, I got to start doing twice the amount of heroin now." That's kind of what it was like, and I was like, "Fuck, this is great. I could do this all day long. I could do this for fucking ever. We should start a third Instagram account. We should be writing a different book about the bachelor <laughs> with like, you know, my I was going crazy yeah. basically, you know. How many podcasts can we do about the bachelor?
3: You going crazy is kind of what I anticipated
0: would happen. It did happen a little bit, but I certainly felt empowered to a level that I felt almost immortal in the pit's dark glow. What has happened since that time in the days that have followed has been an incredible crash from this overdose Mm. of bachelor and detrimentally. So I feel a burnout on all bachelor things that I have never felt before, literally ever. Strangely, the thing that I get from it though is hope. I have started to think openly about never watching the show again. I have started to entertain that idea in a way that I never have before. And it feels good. It's, it's an exit from this that I know is there now in a way that I did not before. I can see a version of me that doesn't watch this show. And I know Why that I, know? I will be a happier person. That's surprising.
3: It.
0: it is. It surprised me when it happened. But it has happened. And I don't know when I'm going to stop watching this show. We obviously have significant projects tied to it at this point. And the projects still, I find incredibly fulfilling and fun, and I want to continue doing those projects. My interest in the show, and I think to some degree hyper-binging is part of this as well, has become objective in a way that it wasn't ever before. And I don't know, that could turn back as soon as we start watching Claire's season again. I have no idea. I could be jump right back into the fucking pool and be like, oh my God, the gameplay, I love (laughs) this shit. I don't know. But the after effects of spending two days alone in the pit, in the darkest fucking corners of it, it's been sobering. I'll say that.
3: It's hard to imagine because I just, in my role... I feel almost overwhelmed all the time with all of this stuff. So imagining you doing that and keeping up with clues and the podcast outline out things is it's hard to picture.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just I didn't work out either one of those two oh days. I usually do like an hour workout in the morning, but I was like, I need that time to do all this other shit. So I would just wake up literally as I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I'm going through DMs. I'm looking at Bachelor Nation news. I wrote a fucking pink paper for our Game of Roses Instagram Instagram account. (laughs) Yeah, wait, I thought you were
3: going to write a pilot.
0: I was. Didn't Hmm. happen. I had some ideas that like, well, pace case is out of here. Maybe I'll take a little break from The Bachelor too. Maybe I'll (laughs) I'll get some other things done. (laughs) Didn't turn out that (laughs) way. I just felt an extreme obligation to the pit. And again, the pit to me isn't, just The Bachelor. The pit is these projects that we're working on, you know, which I do feel extreme loyalty to, fulfillment in, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the core nature of my relationship with the show that I think has changed post my two-day <laughs> overdose.
3: We, we learned a lot this week.
0: <laughs> we really did. This is good screams. I feel better. You
3: learned that you can get out and I learned that I can't.
0: And now just as I've said, I learned yeah, that. Yeah, you're can like, get I'm out. gonna
3: quit. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay, cool. <laughs> great. I mean I can totally quit too for sure. I yeah. have a lot of other stuff going on.
0: <laughs> well, well look, you know, we did what we did. We did
3: what we At did. At some point in the near
0: future. <laughs> We can do the opposite. I'll take two days off, and you can man the pit for 48 hours, and maybe it'll do the same thing to you. It would be
3: very funny if I tried to make Bachelor Clues memes for a week. (laughs) They would be so bad. They would be so cute. They would be all like Pokemon.
0: (laughs) And now that we're feeling good about (laughs) talking about what happened to us as the result of our pit experiment, and I'm like, oh, I think I can get out of this eventually... Now we're about to present you with one hour of a deep dive into the (laughs) political leanings of 60 different Bachelor players. It's like, who am I kidding? I can't fucking get out of
3: this. (laughs) We hope that you guys will enjoy this deep dive. We cannot stress again how much it is mostly completely based on conjecture. But I do hope that maybe some players... I saw this as an update. We didn't have this in this segment, but Jason Tardick liked his brother's tweet that was about voting for Joe Biden. So maybe players are going to start to dip a little toe into the, pol- to the sphere.
0: For our next segment, we are blessed. We are humbled. We are privileged to have with us once again, friend of the pit, host of Date Card Pod and keeper of all the political secrets in Bachelor Nation. Jenna Vesper, thank you so much for being with us.
3: Hello,
2: thank you for having
3: me. Welcome, Jenna. So, guys, we are in the midst of the potentially most important election in our lifetimes. We'll see. I mean, who knows what will happen. But early voting for the 2020 election in the U.S. began on Friday, September 18th in Minnesota, Virginia, South Dakota, and Wyoming. The election is on much of Bachelor Nation is attempting to remain apolitical so that their spawn con potential isn't tarnished, but there are a few who are very politically vocal and there are also players who drop contextual hints through likes and retweets and comments that give us a pretty good idea of where they might stand. So we thought it would be fun to take a look at some of the most prominent people in Bachelor Nation from the most politically active to the ones with the most Instagram followers to the ones that we just think it will be fun to form political opinions about using nothing but wild conjecture <laughs> and maybe some, uh, <laughs> some, some stats, general stats. But there is a point to all of this. This isn't just frivolous entertainment driven by the madness of the pit. And as we know... Bachelor Nation is a reflection of American society at large, a microcosm unto itself, and we are going to hold a Bachelor
0: Nation mock election.
3: We're going to go through a list of the most important people in Bachelor Nation, tally their votes, and see if this in any way will
0: mirror what actually happens in this election.
2: I can't see how this is going to go wrong at all completely.
0: (laughs) But Jenna, you really have on your Instagram account what I think is the most comprehensive collection of evidence to support different Bachelor Nation players' leanings to the left or the right. In some cases, it's not even leanings. It's just blatant standing on the left or the right for all time. I'm talking, of course, about people like James Taylor, Chase McNary. We'll get to them. But I thought it would be Astounding to have you on to just lend some of your expertise to helping us figure out where these people would vote if the vote were held today within Bachelor Nation.
3: Yeah, you've studied the minutia, the smallest possible clues that we can get, who's deleted their black squares on Instagram, etc. There are hints, <laughs> hints of it where is- they might vote.
2: It's pretty wild cuz like as I was like on the last episode I did with you guys um back in like June or some shit, you know, it feels like a million years ago. I I was just kind of really beginning to acknowledge my like pit level, you know, I had been in the pit for many years <laughs> in some basic way but like not fully conscious of it and I was just finally embracing it and like opening my eyes to it and like really realizing what was happening and I feel like this entire off season has just been a really big, like, I've been radicalized by (laughs) what I'm consuming about The Bachelor because I don't have time to just make memes about, like, what's happening on the fucking show, you know? I don't have some guy making a weird face and I can post about it and make a good laugh and everything's fine. I have only (laughs) the Instagram game to consume. That is the only game that we're getting to look at right now is the office season Instagram game. And when you start having that, like that's the only thing you have, that's when you start to notice the little details and notice the things and see like, wait, this doesn't feel right. I mean, you add in also like the world's literally starting to have, we're all having this bigger conversation in general too about Black Lives Matter, about what it means to be political or apolitical or, you know, what side are you on?
0: Absolutely. There has been this insane perfect storm of social and political unrest in our country, approaching an election, global warming, and the show not being on the air. I think that is the the thing you're really keying into is that without that, without that product to keep our attention diverted to the more surface level version of what The Bachelor actually is, all people like us who, I think for all three of us here having this conversation, this show has taken hold of us in a way most people can't understand. And so when that happens and you don't have the show to watch, what else do you fucking do but spin out of control in the subterranean world of Bachelor Instagram? We're there as well, obviously. We're holding a fucking mock election of Bachelor Nation players. No, I don't know. I'm
3: pretty pretty (laughs) level-headed. I don't know. You guys are in the pit, but me, I'm... uh, I have many, many other interests
2: Oh god that take yeah, up your a lot of my
3: time. Never...
0: <laughs> <know>. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's begin this mock election. The first person who's going to walk up to the poll to cast yes. his vote is the creator of the show, Mike Fleiss. Who does he vote for?
2: I'm so happy you're bringing this up because I have some questions about Mike Fleiss.
0: Well, let's have them.
2: What kind
3: of questions do you have?
2: Okay, I this is the one that keeps me up at night. When I think about Mike Fleiss, I can't get any sleep because Mike Fleiss is like a pretty well-documented leftist. Mm-hmm.
3: I just found out he went to Berkeley where I went to school. Very leftist. Yes.
2: Yeah. He's like a pretty well documented leftist. He he posts often on his Twitter about how much he hates Trump. Um like he just posted about RBG and like how you need to go vote in her honor. Like all these things. Yet he also beat his pregnant wife.
3: Are you saying that that's from one party? I think both parties do that.
2: <laughs> I, just, I just like I just like it's hard for me to like put those things together, but then I think about him in comparison to DLH and like, we'll obviously get into him, how they're kind of the opposite politically. And I sometimes wonder how they can be, you know, in cahoots together and how this show can be what it is with somebody who I think Mike Fleiss is a leftist.
0: I agree. I think he is as well. And the story goes that Chris Harrison Uh, came in to audition for the role of host of The Bachelor in season one. And Mike Fleiss did not like him because they were (laughs) ideologically not aligned. And so they were going to offer the job to somebody else. And then a last minute decision put Chris Harrison back in the slot and he became the host. And they've learned over the years, obviously, to work together because whatever that machine of The Bachelor is makes Fleiss so much money, he doesn't give a shit. So shall we say Mike Fleiss voting for Biden? I think
3: we're going to say... He's voting for Joe Biden. First vote for Biden. (laughs) One vote for
0: Biden. Come on, man. Next up, you already mentioned him, Jenna. The Dark Lord himself. And we're going to count this probably as two votes, maybe, because there is Lauren Zima. Is she voting independently? Is she doing what the Dark Lord demands? Thoughts?
2: I think she's gonna do as he demands. Um, I was just having a conversation with a follower yesterday. She, at the time of like late last night, did not post anything about the passing um, of RBG. And it was like, that's not her. I mean, I've been told that her old style of like being as a person was very like feminist and very like her own individual. But ever since she's been with Harrison, it's been like tampered down. And now she only is a mouthpiece for the like show and for him. Um, so I don't think she has a vote. I think it's his vote only, and it'll count for two. Um, and I think he's definitely voting for Trump. I think there's pretty conclusive evidence just based on, like, the deadness behind his eyes. But then <laughs> um, like,
0: deadness behind eyes, love of money.
3: We had a pit dweller find recently that he liked all of these Instagram posts by Dan Crenshaw, oh, yeah. which were. Mm-hmm. Making fun of, this is what the house looks like under Democrat control, and it's an empty
0: house. Dan Crenshaw is a Republican congressperson, by the way.
2: Yeah. I mean, and he follows Trump on Twitter. I mean, we'll get into that discussion later, but, you know, there's that. And I don't know. Yeah, like you were talking about in a couple episodes ago about all the references in the dark season about Trump. And like you made a good point about him feeling a bond with him as a reality television host, you know. The plebs cannot relate to us. We're higher up. You know, we're a different type of person. And so I feel like he's going to vote with his kind, you know.
0: All right. So shall we walk in two votes for Trump? The Harrison Zima double vote. (laughs) Ding, ding. I know
1: words. I know words. I have the best words.
0: Next up, let's get to the heart of the matter. The greatest (laughs) player of all time. I'm still saying that. Wow. Although there, look, we're going to have this debate eventually, whether it's Nick Vial or Mary Delgado. But right now, I'm still saying it's Nick Vial just for sheer screen time and the fact that he had the crown. That's something that I feel puts him over, ultimately. Even though he played an easier game than Delgado. Look, we can't get sidetracked. <laughs> Nick Vial is the next up for discussion. I'm sorry.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes later, we can't get sidetracked. Uh, Nick Vial in this tweet that I found. On Reddit, so there is a, this person responded to him posting this video that was about a conversation around Black Lives Matter. He posted this video, a person on Twitter said, we know you're a libtard, but shut up. And Nick said, voted for far more Republicans than Democrats in my life. Not that it, not just because this is about human rights. That was June 10th, 2020. Mm -hmm.
0: So he's a reformed Republican? Interesting.
2: I think I'm now remembering him even saying something like this on the podcast once, actually, that he, like, I think they were talking about, like, mistakes you've made as your younger youth and, like, what you would do more. And I think he said he was more, yeah, more conservative in his youth and that he's he's grown out of that. Hmm. Um, Great. Yeah. And he has many uh, flaws in my eyes, but I do think that for the most part, he is somebody who is more liberal now and is more supportive of like black lives matter and of women's rights and i mean he's been seen at protests and things so i think he's probably been radicalized to some extent
0: radicalized i like just (laughs) voting for a democrat (laughs) he's radicalized all right i'm locking him in vote for biden
2: that's
3: one vote for biden from the goat come
0: on man Now let's move on to some more overt members of Bachelor Nation, ones that we already know and just discuss potentially why we know it. We'll lock in this series of votes, then we'll get to the people who are kind of in the gray area. We are going to first talk about Garrett Agararian, aka Mag Garrett, the man who shows himself with machine guns almost constantly, the man who has Tommy Lahren commenting on his posts, the man who posted a Blue Lives Matter, the man who liked all kinds of offensive Instagram posts and tweets about throwing immigrants back over the wall and what men should really be in this world.
3: What a resume. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was beautiful, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yes. I'm just gonna
0: lock him in. Trump.
1: I know I had the
3: best words. Yeah. I'm going to say he's going to vote for 45.
2: I mean, I think he's going to vote for Trump as well. And I think he's going to, um, I think that's going to be when he's going to come back with a vengeance and be like, I'm fully committed to this conservative lifestyle. He's been getting back into it, of course, since the breakup with Becca. But I think the election is going to be a spot for him to like make a full comeback. Now that he's been hanging out with the other Garrett and he's like posted more gun photos. There's going to be a full post, like probably a picture of his ballot or some shit that's like, I voted.
3: Yeah. He posted a video of himself watching the RNC and said how he loved the fireworks.
2: But the thing is, a lot of people watch the RNC because they wanted to see what like fucking hellfire it was. Right. So like, sure. Does, like, all this
3: this is a lot stuff of stuff. speculation. Yeah, so
2: I think he's going to finally make this like back like, hey, bitches, I'm back. Let's let's like shoot some liberals. It's going to be great.
3: He'll put that post in his main grid.
0: Him and Tommy Laren kissing at the fireworks show at the White House. <laughs> now, you brought up an interesting Bachelor Nation player, the other Garrett. <laughs> I think you're talking about Garrett Powell, AKA baloney eyes Garrett. Yes. We know where he stands.
2: Yeah, Garrett Powell. Oh, uh, what, a, what a treat he is. I, mean, I think it's pretty obvious <laughs> he's also voting for Trump. Did you guys see this week he posted the how he was canceling his Netflix subscription? No. No. Because it has that movie Cuties um, on it. And there's been a whole QAnon thing about how this movie is like a pedophilia movie. Mm. And a bunch of like conservatives or a bunch of people who are like total like whatever. They believe all the shit they see on the Internet. We're making a big to do about canceling their Netflix because the Netflix shows this like um, pedophilia movie, which it's not a pedophilia movie. Anyway.
3: But they do like pedophiles. They've, they elected
2: one. <laughs> right? Um, Garrett posted his screenshots of him canceling his Netflix, and he included his private email. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think we should
3: put, I think we will give one vote to 45 from Baloney Eyes. Yeah. Lock
1: that in. I know words. I have the best words.
0: We're just going through some of the known conservatives here some of the known right-wingers james taylor he was a spokesperson for turning point usa which is a hardcore right-wing college group that tries to get young kids into the conservative movement he's making trump merch (laughs) he's definitely in the trump camp
1: i know words i have the best words
0: moving on to josh pizza lover murray
2: Oh my God, that sweaty bastard is definitely voting for Trump. He he tweets about it. He likes his tweets. I've seen all the screenshots. It's, I mean, no surprise there to me either.
0: Josh is a vote for Trump.
1: I know words. I have the best words.
0: Chase McNary. Chase McNary dated Tommy Lahren. But beyond that, he posts all the time right-wing stuff. Trump, for sure.
1: I know words. I have the best words.
0: Now moving on to a group of known Dems. We're going to try and even this playing field a little bit. At the top of that list is Rachel Lindsay, of course. Very outspoken. We listen to her on Higher Learning all the time. She definitely is not going to be voting for Trump. That's a vote for Biden. Come on, man. We're looking at Ashley Spivey. Very outspoken in the liberal movement. She gets on Reality Steve's Instagram Live every Sunday. Those conversations, although primarily about Bachelor, they do sometimes lean into political talk. And she, of course, is going to be voting for Biden. Come on, man. Becca Martinez, another extremely liberal, high-level player from Bachelor Nation. We know she's going to be voting for Biden. Come on, man.
3: Uh, We had Derek Peth. He campaigned for Elizabeth Warren during the Iowa
0: primaries.
2: That's great, by the way. Like, we'll definitely give him credit for that. Like, that's going a little bit more than usual for Bachelor contestants.
0: Will you listen to his podcast, though?
2: Wait, Derek has a podcast?
3: That was a plot point on Paradise. Oh, right.
2: Yeah, I forgot about the podcast he has. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Um oh, God, there's too many podcasts. Um. <laughs> All
0: right, so I'm giving Peth yes. a Biden vote.
2: Yes,
3: one vote for Biden from Derek Peth. Come on, man. Uh, we have Charlene. Yeah. She just posted that she donated to Amy McGrath to unseat Mitch McConnell. One vote for Biden.
0: Come on, man.
2: Taylor Nolan.
3: Taylor Nolan. What is your evidence?
2: Um, I mean, her entire Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) She posts all about voting as well. She, I mean, she talks about Black Lives Matter to um, a very high degree, talks about I don't know humanity and compassion a lot more than most other people in the uh, Bachelor Nation.
0: Um, I love that that's a vote for Biden. She does talk about humanity and compassion. Yeah. She seems to have emotions. That's a vote for Biden. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Come on, man. Well, <laughs>
2: context clues, y'all. Context clues.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Look, this is some of the most hardcore evidence we're gonna get. Once yeah. we get down to this other list, it's gonna this be straight. Is, shit I mean, talk. these
2: are
3: our no These are our known Democrats, and we're like the evidence is. <laughs> We have Daniel Maltby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Bachelor Clues just told me has a lot of uh, progressive stuff.
0: That's a vote for Biden. Come on, man.
3: And Michael Garofalo. Love him. Who was on Desiree's season way back when, but he is uh, very outspokenly progressive. Come on, man.
2: Can we get him to be the next Bachelor, like, after Matt James? Like, I would love to him to be. Because he's so, I don't know, he feels like more real to me and he is older and I think it'd be great.
0: I like that. You think there's going to be a world to live in uh, (laughs) after Matt James, season of the bachelor.
2: Look clues. I have to have something to look forward to. Otherwise what I'm, why am I even doing any of this? Clues said something hopeful to me earlier today. What,
0: what did I say?
2: He said that we might
3: flip both houses and Biden might win. He said that.
0: I would say only if the, Republicans ram through a Supreme Court justice right now, which I think they're going to do. Oh,
3: you're saying that that hopeful scenario only happens if they ram it through.
0: Yes, because then you could have I don't know if the Democrats are smart enough to do this. Likely not, in fact. But what you would then run on is we can correct this if we get the White House, the Senate and Congress, we can amend the Constitution and add two more Supreme Court justices onto the Supreme Court. We should. I don't think they'll do that, though.
3: We should. And and get rid of the Electoral College. I don't know how many votes you need for that.
0: And get rid of the Electoral College and money and war. Anyway, moving on.
3: Well, don't loop it in with money. Then that sounds like it's never going to happen.
0: I agree with you. <laughs> the Electoral College ain't going away either.
3: Booze! Damn it. All right. Back to our mock Bachelor Nation election. Uh, Now we have a bunch of toss-ups, and we should talk about the evidence, and hopefully we can all come to unanimous decisions on who we think they will vote for in our official Bachelor Nation mock election. Our first one I wanted to bring up, JoJo and Jordan. That's a hard one! (laughs) Oh, it is hard. It is hard. I cannot reiterate enough how much we are basing all of this on speculation, And even if somebody says, you know, whatever on Instagram, they might vote a different way. We, we have no way to know.
0: Yeah. And by the way, if we come to a conclusion that simply is wrong, any of these players are 100% free to contact us, Mm -hmm. tell us who they're going to vote for, and we will happily air that, make a retraction, make an Instagram post about it. If any of these players want to step forward and tell us, no, this is who I'm voting for, we're happy to have that conversation.
3: Yeah, please, please correct us if we're wrong. I would love that. Had, Had trouble finding concrete evidence on this. I saw some Posts about how Jordan's friend do- dated Tommy Laren and how he was part of an anti gay athlete group at Vanderbilt.
2: I'd say I have the exact uh, proof as you do, um, with the additional interesting element of Joe Rowe. What do we call him? A Rose, A Rose brother, Joe Rowe. A Rose, not Joe Um The bro in the scenario he's um mm-hmm. quite i guess like a leftist or something um maybe even queer maybe. i can't remember and how like basically a- yeah, I, no he's not that queer or something he's, there's something about him that's he's not like the rest of the family because the rest of the family disowned him basically
3: because of politics i thought they disowned him because of his girlfriend
2: no I, it's like a combination like if they're all like him and the girlfriend are
0: you are talking about aaron Rodgers? yeah the nfl quarterback yeah is gay
2: I, maybe not gay like there's something like he, <laughs> oh no he's like a leftist or something he's like he is not conservative right. and and I think there was an element or something about the queer ability because like because of the things with the Vanderbilt uh, queer anti queer thing and how they yeah they basically disowned Aaron Rodgers from the family and like when you watch the bachelor when they go to his hometown they just like leave it like ooh, we just don't talk about him. It's an
3: empty chair. Yeah, then
2: leave the chair. And, but like the tea that I've had multiple people tell me is that it's because they, it, it's a conservative-liberal split in the family.
0: That I think is true. I mean, he was dating Olivia Munn, Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah, and I've heard some stuff about her being a lot. So I thought it was to do with her.
0: But she certainly is liberal. She's like a spokesperson for PETA and shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. And maybe that was not interesting with queer, but um, I'm happy to start rumors anyway.
0: uh (laughs) (laughs) Look, we told you guys when we got into this list of people, it would just be conjecture. And indeed, that's what we're doing.
3: Some other evidence is that bro is a white man and 62 percent of them voted for Trump. So I'm going to I'm going to say he's voting for Trump.
2: What? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you you're know, saying a is Trump and JoJo is also Trump? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I also agree with that. I think their follows on Twitter, or yeah, Twitter prove that to me.
3: What kind of follows?
2: They follow Trump. And they also do absolutely nothing for me to... Think the opposite, you know. Like we we were talking about this. We talk about this all the time. I know a follow does not necessarily mean that you're gonna vote for them, but it's again about context clues and what are you doing in the rest of your social media profile. Like, are you showing your work? Are you posting leftist stuff? Are you following accounts that are giving you quote unquote both sides of the of the news? Because people like Hannah Ann and other people love to talk about how. They're just trying to get both sides. But if you're not following the other side and you're not engaging with the other side, then you're telling me one thing about yourself. To me, I think follows in the lack of proof to the other side says a lot about what you're doing.
3: She hasn't deleted her black square. Okay, good. (laughs) But
2: I agree. I don't
3: see I don't see um, evidence to the contrary. I would love for her to come out. And tell us if we're right, but I'm putting her in the 45 category.
0: And in keeping with the rich tradition of the nature of elections themselves, two out of three of us have already said Trump, so they get a Trump vote.
3: Clues, I want to know if you're dissented. I'd prefer that this is unanimous.
0: It's very difficult for me to make that call because I see no strong evidence either way. And I know based on 60 percent of all white men or whatever you said voted for Trump, like I it's guess. 62. So sure. I statistically, mean, statistically, he's more <laughs> likely to do that, I guess, just on a flat like he is a white man. But there are other factors. I mean, if I have to make a choice, I'll probably go Trump, too. Fuck it. All right, Trump it is. The two votes for Trump. I
1: know words. I know words. I have the best words. Moving
0: on. Baylock High, a.k.a. Blake Hortzman. Survivor of a school shooting.
2: A hero. DJ.
0: He also dated uh, Becca Kufrin, if you'll remember. Noted liberal. Oh, well, we'll get to her. But we think she's liberal-leaning, and probably was then, too. But she also did, obviously, have the ability to... At least put up with somebody who was not liberal in a very long relationship. So maybe that's not evidence at all. Where do we think Baylock stands?
3: Yeah, um, if anything, that points more towards she prefers right leaning men.
2: Yeah. Um, my proof that he is voting for Trump um, is that he was a known registered Republican and back during the filming of a show based on Reddit. Well, then there was like Jason Tartik recently said on a podcast that the top four other than himself of Becca's seasons were all more conservative um, and that he was wondering why she wasn't asking um, all of her top four or like about what, where they followed. And she apparently didn't. And that's like, you know. Why we think she ended up in the situation she was, but which is crazy because she was quote unquote the most like known liberal bachelorette that we've had. And she had a photo at like a um Hillary protest or whatever, you know, but she didn't ask any of her top four guys where they stood on things. How did and, Jason
3: know that she hadn't asked them? They all talked um,
2: Yeah, he said he just like there was a vibe about like oh that she asked him and wills and she's like oh my god you guys are like you guys are cool or whatever and they're like yeah we voted for hillary or whatever and then she's like good okay whatever i don't really care and like i he got the impression that she wasn't really like putting serious Mm
3: -hmm. efforts
2: into asking
0: that's enough evidence for me all right trump it is
1: i know words i have the best words
0: next up the 23rd bachelor himself colton underwood
3: that i'm gonna go with just trump off the bat just based on vibes
0: Based on vibes? What vibes?
3: Christian vibes. NFL vibes. Possessiveness of women vibes. His dog being named after a gun.
0: Not a gun. A man who wields a gun. The dog's name was Sniper.
3: Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Fuck it. Trump.
3: Cl- clues. Clues weigh in on one I, of You've these. convinced me. I mean, I, I'm weighing in.
0: You've, you've, you've offered me uh, subjective evidence. That is enough for me to corroborate your beliefs. I think he is a Trump person.
1: I know words. I have the best words.
0: Next up, another bachelor, another crown winner, Sean Lowe. And by extension, we have to also talk about his wife, Catherine Lowe.
2: It's hard. I think he is probably pretty conservative financially, um fiscally, and I think that he they live in Texas and I don't know, he's a white man. Uh <laughs> but he's been pretty public about yep. I don't know. Let me ask you this
0: the white man thing. Do you think Joe Biden is gonna vote for Trump? I
2: was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just, just curious.
3: Well demographically if sixty five plus they they voted for him 53%.
0: So Joe Biden statistically is very likely to vote for Trump.
2: Sean Lowe follows Trump on Twitter, but does not follow Biden. Um, so that's my...
0: Mm, oh, both.
3: okay. There.
0: All right. Trump. Now, what about Catherine? I'm giving Trump the Sean Lowe vote. I know words.
1: I have the best words.
0: What about Catherine?
3: I think she's been indoctrinated by Sean I feel like she's gotten much more religious.
2: He posted about um, Ruth's passing, so I don't know what that says. I'm not sure if that's a deep enough context clue to to give somebody a pass. Um, do you guys think that is? Like, if, if, if you're posting about that?
3: I mean, I saw that Andy Dorfman posted about Ruth, so I was like, mm, I don't know if this is really going to tell us much.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think it tells us much, yeah. All right, Trump it is. Mm-hmm. I know words. I have the best words.
0: Speaking of Andy Dorfman, let's talk about her and her beautiful collection of MAGA hats.
2: (laughs) She looks great in them. Can we just admit she looks great? Gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman.
0: She's posted multiple pictures of herself wearing MAGA hats. She had a tweet saying, can we just make Ivanka president already?
3: She got engaged to Josh Murray. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
3: We
0: know where she stands. Yeah, she's Trump.
1: I know words. I have the best words.
3: Next, I want to bring up someone curious what you guys' thoughts are. Hannah Brown, our number one Instagram queen.
2: I think her family has been known to be conservative um, and maybe follows Trump's um, campaign. Um, she is pretty apolitical on her Instagram. She doesn't follow anybody. In my my research, when I did my recent like list of all of the people who are following good accounts or bad accounts, she's completely doesn't follow anything. Um,
0: when you say good accounts or bad accounts, you mean
2: <laughs>
0: Republican or not?
2: Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, Hannah, I can't read her completely. I mean, I I like to take the N-word incident almost out of the equation because I don't Mm. think that that necessarily strictly says anything because while I think that what she did was incredibly ignorant, I don't think she herself is overtly racist. I think she made an ignorant choice and she had a lot to learn and she has a lot to learn and she's doing a lot of work on it. It's not my place as a white woman to um, give her any apology or any kind of like praise. I'm just saying, I think based off of stuff, I don't think she's overtly racist in the way that Trump people are, or, you know, that the people who are talking about, you know?
0: Well, Hannah Brown was Miss Alabama,
2: Mm, uh which
0: was a title given to her in the Miss USA pageant Franchise, which is hmm. or was owned by right. Donald Trump up until 2015. Right. So she was literally a part of one of his businesses. That said, I think the N-word incident cannot be taken out of the equation. I think, in fact, it made her much more aware of certain things in the world and probably pushed her a little more to the left. So much so, I think, that she's going to vote for Biden.
2: Okay, yeah. Actually, that's an incredibly good point. Yeah, she has proven to start doing more work towards being progressive, so.
0: Pace Case, you're the deciding vote here.
2: Well,
3: I mean, I'm just looking at these charts, and I'm looking at white women who voted for Clinton, 45%. White women who voted for Trump, 47%. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's in her 20s. I'm going to go Biden. That that's my hope. This is this is my hope. I'm la- allowing my hope to influence me. To be fair, we do only have these scraps, but yeah, I'm gonna say she's gonna do it.
0: All right, come on, man. Vote tallied. Next up, Tia Booth. <laughs> hmm. She shoots guns and she's from the south.
2: She hates to wear a mask and hates to do any kind of social media uh, social distancing.
0: Well, all of these things are leading me to my view that that's a Trump vote.
2: Yeah, 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 um, I think she's actually yeah, no, I think she's a Trump vote. She's she is somebody who is of the certain type of bachelor contestant who absolutely does not want you us to know that she's voting for Trump. So she is doing everything in her power to keep that kind of information from us mm-hmm. because it, she knows it will lose her um, followers and lose her Instagram and uh, spawn con. So. She's somebody who I think definitely has conservative values and is definitely gonna vote for Trump, but is gonna do as much as she can to like not right. let us know that.
0: Pace case, unanimous.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Done. I know words. I have the best words.
3: Fuck, I hate how this is going.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> this is such a mirror version of the reality.
3: <laughs> how about this one? Deanie
2: babies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I saw on a Reddit thread that there's, like, actual proof out there on his podcast saying that him and Kalen are both voting for Biden. Like, he's actually said it. So. Oh,
0: hardcore I evidence. Think he's
3: posted a yeah. bunch of Bernie things, too. Yeah.
2: yeah, he was a Bernie bro, I think. And then, yeah, he's, he's, he has said that both him and Kalen are voting for Biden.
0: So Two Biden votes. Registered. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man.
2: Things are looking up. They're looking some way <laughs> deep into a dark pit. <laughs>
3: All right. I got a dark one, Tyler Cameron. He's our number 2. He's our number one man on Instagram. Number 2 only to Hannah Brown. Florida man.
0: In our theoretical bachelor nation mock election, they have to vote, right? I don't think Tyler Cameron's going to vote.
3: Yeah. No, we're we're <laughs> we are assuming that this person is is um being forced to vote.
0: Then I'm going Trump. This is a man who grew up in Florida, who played college football, who still is in Florida making videos of himself eating steaks in the backyard with no shirt on.
3: And his friends are on these MAGA boats at these boat parties. He's having COVID parties with Matt James.
2: There's a picture proof of him standing with and endorsing a Republican politician on a more like city level um, in his hometown. And, and he, likes endorsed this guy, and he's a big conservative. That, and that was, like, a year or two ago, I think, but he endorsed a, a conservative guy. And then my proof is that when I made a post about him and all of my conspiracy theories that he's a Trumper um, and tagged him in it, that didn't do anything. But then a week later, I asked him in the little AMA question box on Instagram – who he was voting for, and then he blocked me.
0: This is something that is interesting to me because it really is only people who are conservative on the right that get pissed when you ask them who they're going to vote for. Yeah. It's never the other way around.
2: Yeah, I've been blocked from multiple people, mostly because I've basically put them in a corner, I guess, of asking them who they're going to vote for. And if you're yeah. going to vote for Biden, Correct. you wouldn't block me for that reason. Like, that's just 100 percent not the truth, you know. And anyway, I would like to say I would like to suggest most of my day card followers do this. But anytime you see a contestant put one of those AMA bas- bas- uh, boxes up, ask them who they're voting for. We have to, like, pressure these people into showing who they who they are. It's just
3: kind of unbelievable how much speculation we're doing here. Like, the election has already started, and we don't know who most of these people are voting for. They're not being public about it at all. Um, I mean, there is one scrap of evidence for Tyler in that he and Matt went to a BLM protest.
0: I'm still leaning hardcore Trump, though. Sorry.
3: No, I mean, I'm. it doesn't change my vote for what his vote is, but... I'm just trying to be fair with w- the little I know.
0: All right. So <laughs> one more for Trump then.
3: Yeah.
1: I know words. I have the best words. Another big, big uh,
3: personality, our cringe king, P.P. P. <laughs> Weber, Pilot Pete. And his cringe queen
0: fiance. Will she be his fiance soon? Kelly Flanagan. I think these two votes are linked as well. And I think I know who they're voting for. Uh, Donald Trump. We know that Kelly comes from a conservative family of lawyers. We know that she recently posted on her Instagram that she's only voted in one election uh, when she was a junior in college, which we believe places that at the Mitt Romney, Barack Obama 2012 election. Um, She
2: also blocked me when I asked her to educate herself on the Black Lives Matter protests better. So she's not really open to um, like constructive criticism or talking about humanity in a way. So that's like a proof to me that she's of that nature. I guess my proof with PP, cause I haven't specifically been able to find him any political elements. Cause he's, he seems pretty apolitical on his, his Instagram. Um, but my proof is that he's the son of sweet Nums, And I feel like you can just look at sweet Nums and tell that she's voting for Trump just based on like her hairdo alone. Like that that bitch is such a Karen. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's such a fucking Karen. And she would go into a Trader Joe's and start a screaming fat- fight because somebody told her to put a mask on.
0: Well, Karen or not, she was an NFL cheerleader.
3: I have a
2: scrap <laughs> of sweet Nums evidence. What do you got? There was a
3: podcast that was going to interview Sweet Nums and they said, what do you guys want to ask her? And I put as the question, who is she voting for? And the podcast let me know that they submitted their questions to her and she approved of all the questions except for mine. So like you said, I don't think you really uh, get super offended by that question unless the answer is one
1: thing. Yeah.
0: So is this three votes for Trump? Pee-pee, yes. Kelly, sweet Nums.
1: Yeah. I know words. I know words. I know words. I have the best words. I'm scared
3: to know what our tally is.
1: <laughs> Speaking of
3: pee-pee, one of his number one gals, his number one gal at one point in time, <laughs> Madison Pruitt. One
2: of his gals.
0: If she could, she'd vote for Jesus. And then if she could, she'd vote for her dad. Since she can't, she's going to vote for Donald J. Trump. That's a <laughs> yeah. <garin> fucking T. <laughs> She's voting for whatever kind of patriarchal societal structure she can, and that's Donald Trump. I
1: agree with that.
0: Locking it in?
1: I know words. I have the best words.
0: What about the other four horsewomen?
1: Hmm.
2: Trump. Trump, Trump. Sluss had Fox
3: News on the background of her Instagram story.
0: Dated an NFL quarterback. Trump. I know words. I have the best words. What about Victoria Fuller? White Lives Matter model.
3: God, she definitely does not vote, but let's say for... (laughs) that she might um
2: yeah i guess she has to i mean I, I as much as i fucking hate victoria fascist as we like to call her on date card pod i wonder if she's also been like randomly i like radicalized as well by the trauma of being called out for the white lives matter thing i don't know but then she dated fucking chris souls so he's a known trumper so um wait chris souls is well i mean based on a tweet that he he tweeted a photo of him with Trump back at the first election. Throw him in
3: there. One for Trump, for Chris Soules. Yeah.
0: And Victoria Fuller?
2: Yeah.
0: Two more Trumps. Got it. I know words. I know
3: words. I have the best words. Um. Yeah, Chase Rice. I mean, that he was one of the first musicians to put on a concert during COVID. Yeah. That was horrifying. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a good
0: point. And the fourth horsewoman of the apocalypse, Kelsey Weir. How are we feeling about her?
3: I think she's Biden.
0: Based on her hooju capabilities, maybe?
3: Based on. I feel like she said something about voting during the primaries. Am I crazy?
0: Maybe, but I'll take it as evidence. That's a vote for Biden.
3: (laughs) We need it. I don't care. Come on, man. What about Caitlin Bristow?
2: Oh, she's Canadian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's Canadian. She can't vote. She can't vote.
0: Well,. But if we're saying Tyler Cameron has to vote, we're saying Caitlin <laughs> Bristow has to vote. We're li- right, yeah, The right. Bachelor Nation right. mock election, it exists in you're its own right. universe. We vote.
2: don't... <laughs> to vote. I'm saying Biden. Yeah, I say Biden as well. Caitlin Bristow's
3: limo exit, she said, you can plow my field. Um, that's my evidence. What do you think? Bristow, I mean, she's at that lunch with DLH in COVID era.
0: But that's money. That's just a job. She has to do that. That's dancing with the stars, yeah. you know? I think she's probably liberal. I get that vibe from her.
3: She jumped into a lake naked on Crystals this season. I remember that. I think that moment I was like, she should be bachelorette.
0: And she's Canadian. Like, let's not forget. Yeah, let's not. That's, I don't know what the fucking percentages are, but I feel like Canadians are 100% against Trump. <laughs> I think all of them hate Trump. Literally, down to a person.
3: That can't be true, but I see what you're saying.
0: It's as true as any of this other <laughs> shit we're talking it's about. Just
3: true so as a, literally I, anything else we said on this segment.
0: Come on, man. Moving on. Grocery store Joe.
2: Well, he um, he liked a uh, Garrett's Blue Lives Matter post. He doubled down with an Instagram story, um, telling all libertards to fuck off with our sandals um fucking weirdo um wait what he He said libtard should fuck off with their sandals i mean he said it nicer but he he's like y'all can't bully me for liking this blue lives matter post or whatever and then he just like went on and on he's like this is my page about restaurants i don't give a fuck that i was on this like reality show for dating y'all shouldn't speak on what you don't know and you should educate yourself. And he says some like line about how like, you should just like go away from me and your white person wearing sandals kind of vibe. And I was like, wow, I feel attacked. Um,
0: That sounds like a Trump vote to me.
1: I know words, I have the best words.
0: Moving on, Jed Wyatt.
1: Why are we talking about him still?
3: (laughs) Jed is um, Trump. He's hanging out with, uh, With baloney eyes.
1: I know words. I have the best words.
0: We are still talking about him because he's the most recent ring winner of the Bachelorette.
1: God, is that true?
0: He's a high level player. I know most people just remember him for I'll be your Mr. Right girl. And then he had a girlfriend before coming on the show. But let's not forget the man won a fucking ring. (coughs) He did something Nick Vial was not even able to do.
2: Fuck. Yeah, you're right.
0: Next up, it's a famous couple. Lauren and Ari Leondyke living out their best lives in an Arizona mansion as he sells luxury real estate and makes videos about the fetus that is not yet in his wife's body.
2: Uh, They are my guilty pleasure um, for how obviously intense I am on my Instagram about everyone who does anything problematic. They are the one that I like, I cannot get away from their content I agree it's so over the top and so like like a television show and they're so like in air quotes like perfect and it's it's maddening I can't turn away um but I I have proof that Lauren used to follow Tommy Lasagna or whatever her name is Tony Laren, and then she liked a couple posts of hers that were like very very pro Trump um, and I think Ari, he has to be conservative.
3: He seems very apolitical to me. Has never thought about this at once in his life. That's my guess. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. He's very privileged. He hasn't. He, he probably hasn't voted. He's probably never fucking voted.
3: I I would say Lauren is Trump. Ari will do whatever she wants. The question has to be asked. Where do we think Alessi is leaning? Here's my take. She's gonna rebel. She's in this new generation. They're going to be living without gender constructs. They're going to be living in this completely new woke world. This is my dream. And she's going to vote for Biden.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think Alessi is pretty independent for a one and a half year old. Um, she doesn't really do much of what Ari mm. wants her to do, which I respect. and I love her for that. She is my queen. Um, no patriarchy for her. Yeah, no patriarchy. She's pretty, yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, she's probably going to live in this world where they don't, they're not going to take that kind of shit anymore. So I'm going to say she votes for Biden.
0: Well, I have a dissenting opinion, but it is two against one. Whoa, tell us. Little Alessi is indoctrinated into the cult of reality television and Instagram fame from literally age negative nine months. That child has no chance at being anything other than what her mom and dad want her to be. She is going to grow up to be a beautiful prom queen at a very conservative private school in somewhere in Arizona. She is going to be a reality star herself at some point, and she is going to vote only for Republicans from the 18th birthday until the day she dies.
3: Counterpoint, did your parents raise you in any political persuasion?
0: Uh, yeah, I would say they did. Politics, though, for my parents have become more meaningful in recent times, I'll say. We never had like a strong Mm -hmm. political leaning. It was more like my parents tried to instill in both my sister and I more kind of socially conservative values. And yes, I'm saying certainly children are able to throw off the burden of their parents' ideals. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying you have to make a pretty concerted effort to get the fuck out of their On your 18th birthday and be like, Mm -hmm. bye, I'm leaving Texas. I'm never coming back or wherever. Arizona is similar to Texas. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm switching. Also, my parents weren't literally the fucking bachelor and the woman that he picked to be his second wife.
3: And it's Arizona. I'm going, I'm going to Lessie Biden. I mean, I'm going to Lessie Trump. Okay.
0: So that's three Trumps.
1: Yeah. I know words. I know words. I know words. I have the best words. All right. Uh, moving
0: on I'm looking at the tally here Just moving on, let's move on um, Matt James Your next bachelor
2: Many know that he is a registered Republican, his mom Is also Republican, she follows Trump, she um, follows Melania she
3: follows
2: of, Yeah, follows A couple of other conservative accounts um, And he's very close to his mother They are from That area of Florida that's very conservative. He loves to have COVID parties. Um, Does not believe in masks. I guess probably the biggest evidence is that he's becoming The Bachelor. Um,
0: (laughs) Agreed.
3: Conclusive. (laughs) I agree. That's pretty
2: conclusive to me, as in the fact that the show would not cast a black liberal. Uh, Mike Johnson.
1: Yeah, Trump. I know words. I have the best words.
0: Speaking of Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson. (laughs)
1: Biden. Biden. No, I think Great. I, he would definitely
2: vote Biden.
0: Come on, man. What about the bachelor who once said, I ain't that white, Ben Higgins? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he
3: was going to run for state representative in District 4 oh, in Colorado, where he lived, as a Republican. I think yeah, that's pretty yeah. conclusive to me. Trump, it is.
1: Yeah. I know what I had the best words. I'm
3: curious about what you guys think about this one. Our king and queen of Bachelor in Paradise, Jade and Tanner. Tanner, that name to me says Trump. Jade, the name to me says Biden.
0: (laughs) So you're going off the names their parents gave them in terms of the reflection of their own political opinions. I love it. Those are my thoughts on them. Jade appeared in Playboy, so we know she's a little bit liberal in terms of representing her own sexuality, who she is as a woman.
3: That's true.
0: Tanner is very into football, but only where gambling is concerned, it seems like. I don't know that he's like a, a diehard NFL guy. I think he's more like, I like to bet on football games, which to me takes away the kind of right-wing cult-level status of the NFL. It's more just about like, I've got a gambling problem. And that can happen to right or but left. But he
3: is also always golfing. I don't know. Yeah, White man yeah. golfing to me is just...
0: I don't know if golf is a specifically Republican sport. Not in the same way that the NFL is. Like, people aren't going to be booing golfers if they come out and do, like, a moment of unity before they start the fucking PGA Tour, like they did in the NFL.
3: But that's just the culture of the audience. I'm going to go Biden. Biden. Okay.
2: I have um, a screenshot from a follower that shows a DM that she had with um, a the male. Who are we talking about? Jade and Tanner. Tanner. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I
1: remember the Tanner's mail.
2: name. The male in this situation. Um, and he was fighting with an Instagram follower, saying that not all cops are bad. But you know, I mean, Ooh, that, that doesn't necessarily wow. mean anything. But I definitely think I think he's going to vote for Trump, and I think she's going to vote for Biden. I agree. I think it's a split, house. I think
1: it's a split, split house, house as well.
0: Split house. I like it. Split house. One for Biden. One for Trump. Come
1: on, man. I know words. I have the best words. Okay,
3: how about this? Another possible queen of Bachelor in Paradise, Demi Burnett.
2: I think probably Biden, based on the queer element and her youth. And her mother was incarcerated for most of her life. And I imagine that could give her a different outlook on the prison industrial complex. Agreed. Clues?
0: I agree as well. That's one for Biden. Come on, man.
2: This election's getting
0: close. Mm. (laughs) Maybe it might get close later. How many more people we got to go through? It might already be a mathematical runaway, but let's keep going. Oh,
2: my God.
3: Our uh, another darling of Bachelor Nation... Ashley Iaconetti and Jared Ayakinetti.
2: Well, there's the photo. I think you did Clues see the same photo where Chris Souls uh, yeah, is with Donald Trump. And this was taken in 2016. And Ashley I commented on it. Uh, well, this is cool with a, fu- a thumbs up. Oh, damning. 2016, she likely voted for Trump. Um, and word has it that her parents are also very conservative. And um, I think she's very close to their family. So I'm gonna say Trump.
0: That comment wasn't ironic. uh uh-uh. It wasn't sarcastic.
2: You don't think maybe what? Wow, clues wants to defend her.
0: I do. She's one of my favorite players in the history of the game. I she's know. one of the most entertaining. She has really built a fucking fantastic career for herself after it. I just think she is one of the most unique players that we've ever seen in the game. Certainly the best wielder of the PVC, personal virginity card. And it breaks my heart to hear that she now may be voting for the end of American democracy.
2: I mean, what? Are, what's your proof that she's not? What's any of our proof for any of
0: this shit? I just have a vibe. What? Didn't Pace not say vibe. that earlier? Vibes. That's my fucking okay. proof.
2: But then give me your vibe because if I'm saying this and you're... <laughs> Yeah, Is it just because you like her because of her plague get her-
0: It's because I can't see her and Jared Highbond don't strike me as conservative. I don't know specifically what it is, but if...
3: Is it that they're selling lube?
2: Really? Or
3: they, they were are? selling
2: condoms. Condoms are lube? No, I believe it. Well, not anymore because they're trying to have the new spawn of Bachelor Nation. Um, yeah. But
0: the most famous fetus.
2: Yeah, they don't strike me as necessarily conservative either, or liberal. I think, again, I think they would probably be very apolitical, and I don't think they would vote. But because we're forcing them to vote, God, I don't know. She's just so close to so many of the conservatives in this in yeah, this franchise. I... You know, like,
0: all man. right, fuck it. I'll I'll accept this. I'll accept this evidence to overturn my personal bias, <laughs> thinking that she is. Potentially a liberal person. I'll accept it.
3: I mean, she's welcome to come out with a statement in response to this and let us know how wrong we were. Again, all of them are welcome (laughs) to.
1: Two
0: more votes for Trump
1: then. I know words. I know words. I have the best words. Oh, no. (laughs) I hate myself.
3: (laughs) Have we covered Becca Kufrin? No. Becca Kufrin- Biden. Biden.
0: Absolutely. If for no other reason than it is a personal fuck you to Garrett Ugarian at this point. Yeah. Maybe she'll even tag him in a photo of her voting for Biden. Come on, man.
3: Next up, we have another power couple from paradise, Hannah Godwin and Dylan Barber. It's so hard with these ones where I'm like, they would never vote. (laughs) But
0: she's friends with and a mentor to sluice Uh,
2: that's true i
0: feel like they gotta go trump too
2: and she almost won colton's season in a way like he was kind of choosing her so Mm. she at least
3: hid any liberal beliefs yeah
2: yeah 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 and i think dylan is probably Dylan
3: has done some weird stuff on twitter
2: yeah i think dylan is probably he's a devil's advocate. He's very contrarian. So I don't know. He's a he's a white male, I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> the
3: whiteness is definitely, you know, at least when we're using my stats chart. Yeah. It's, uh...
0: All right. Two more for Trump.
1: I know words. I know words. I have the best words.
0: What about Bachelor in Paradise's favorite bartender? I'm not talking about Jorge Moreno. I'm talking about Wells Adams. And by extension, Sarah Hyland.
3: Biden. Biden.
0: Two for Biden. I agree. Come on, come on, man.
3: He's a Hollywood o- coastal elite now.
2: He's that's excellent post-show gameplay. Amanda Stanton. That one. That one's a hard one for me a little bit because um, I kind of like her overall. I like the. Re- I respect her for her honesty within just like completely committing her life to SpawnCon and. <laughs> I don't know. She's just like that kind of person. Like, there's sometimes I just like look at the show and I'm like, she was made for that show. So I can't really yeah. hate her for like anything that she does. And
3: got far on Ben Higgins' season. Also got engaged to Josh Murray. Yeah,
2: that's hard to say. I mean, she's friends with Andy <sighs> Dorfman, who is Maga. So mm, I don't know.
0: she has dated Maga people. She's friends with Maga people, and she has an yes, unquenchable thirst right. for money. Oh my god! At the cost of her. <laughs> yes
1: children's dignity on
0: instagram so i feel like that's a trump i
1: know words i have the best words <laughs> i can't wait
3: to see our reviews after this one <laughs> there's liberal bias in this podcast
0: is there we're gonna see who's about to win this election
3: we covered colton what about cassie
2: um i inquired with a follower today about that and uh her parents are conservative and Christian, she's hyper-Christian. She's at hyper-Christian um, college. So I think she's probably in the past, if she's voted, which I doubt she has, that she probably voted for Trump. But I think now she's probably a lot more, I don't know, of the youth. And like, I don't know. I really don't. That one's hard. Again, I just think she wouldn't vote.
0: <laughs> I'm going Trump with her all the way. Hardcore Christians are all voting for Trump.
3: I think Colton is so is so conservative. It's It's... Hard for me to see him picking somebody or being obsessed with someone who's not.
1: American values all the way. Trump it is. I know words. I have the best
0: words. How about going back into the past? Season 21 of The Bachelor. This is, of course, the Great One season. Nick Vial. He dated someone on that season who went by the name Corinne Olympios, who used the phrase many times in his season, make Corinne great yes. again.
2: Could we forget Miss Corinne. I think that's almost like the best proof to be that she's voting for Trump. She also comes from a highly religious or sorry, uh I don't know, wealthy family, has a maid and a nanny, a nanny. Yeah, I think she probably is gonna vote for Trump.
3: Yeah. The hat agreed. All of the Make America Corinne again hats in their women tell all episode. All right. So that's another one for Trump.
1: Hey. I had the best words.
3: How about our girl Tasha? She's the third member of the new podcast Clickbait with Hannah Ann and grocery store Joe,
0: who we've both said will vote for Trump. And she is soon to be a
2: bachelorette. I haven't seen any political things necessarily on her social media. Um, She's pretty boring as far as social media goes. 91%
3: of black voters Voted for Clinton. I'm going I'm going Biden.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say Biden too. Mostly out of just sheer desperation for something good.
0: Biden it is. Come on, man. And now, rounding out our Bachelor Nation mock election, our final voter steps into the booth. She pulls the curtain behind herself, thinking, My vote matters. This is the vote that will decide this election. And this voter is our next bachelorette, Claire Crawley.
2: Um, I think she is voting for Biden, um, based on her Twitter follow, I guess she, she follows Biden. Um, she has posted a good amount about Black Lives Matter and other things. Like, I think she's promoted voting, which I think is a pretty decent clue.
3: That's a progressive value now.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. She's just always kind of shown me as somebody who seems pretty progressive on all of her seasons about who she's going to date, what she's, what she's doing, And let's
0: not forget, maybe the most conclusive evidence for a Biden vote is that she single-handedly destroyed one of the most patriarchal systems of control in (laughs) modern America, The Bachelor. She broke the fucking show. She said, fuck you, Chris Harrison. Fuck you, ABC. Fuck you, producers. I ain't doing this shit no more. That's a very Biden votish thing to do, in my opinion.
2: I agree. Yeah, like that's like she's not gonna crumble under the power of that bee and do anything that they tell her to do. They, she totally was able to not be manipulated by them. And that means she's a free um uh, she's a free thinker.
3: This might is this a spoiler if I say this? She's also willing to date outside her race, open minded.
0: Very liberal indeed. She casts the final vote for Joe Biden. Come on, man. And now we come to that time when the tally must be done. This is going to be what it's like on election night. Who won? All the votes are in. Now we got to wait for them to be tabulated. How many have we done total?
3: How big is Bachelor Nation sample
0: size? (laughs) Including all the votes from past bachelors, bachelorettes, high level players, bachelor in paradise stars.
3: And sweet numbs and alessi. (laughs)
0: Mothers, fetuses, girlfriends, we had 63 total votes. Donald Trump wins in a landslide, 40 to 23, if Bachelor Nation Mm. is to be any indicator of what the election is like to come. Now, mind you, again, we must remind you, all of this was based on conjecture.
3: Conjecture. It's not a representative sample of Bachelor Nation. It's only the highest level players.
0: It was just something we thought would be interesting to do as we are now in this actual election. And again, anyone out there who thinks that we have incorrectly cast your vote for you, please reach out to us. Let us know who you would vote for. We'd be very happy (laughs) to change this number to more accurately reflect whatever your real stance is on the matter.
3: At Game of Roses, we... Free-flowingly will issue corrections. We want to be (laughs) arbiters of the truth. Some resources for you guys. Please register to vote. Check your voter registration. They purge the polls a lot of the time. You can go to vote.gov to check your voter registration. If you want to get involved, I have been volunteering with uh, doing a bunch of the phone banking through Vote Save America. Um, they have phone banking, text banking, any kind of banking that you want. You can do it. I encourage you guys to, you know, help make, help possibly make the election different <laughs> from our mock election. <laughs> Maybe we can have a different result. At Vote Save America, they're also doing this fund get mitch or die trying which goes towards 13 democrats who are in close senate races across the country to help win the majority and remove mitch mcconnell as the majority leader
2: that's very important yeah yeah
0: thank you very much jenna for joining us for this first bachelor nation mock election we're going to be doing this every four <laughs> years assuming we are still here in four years
3: <laughs> jenna do you have any uh, any political resources um, or anything No, you like to no share?
2: bachelor related um
3: <laughs> or or you want to plug it that's related to anything
2: i kind of remind everybody on our instagram and in our podcasts and things of that nature just like stay fucking vigilant like watch everything don't believe what you're seeing um question what you're seeing
3: wait what are you, what are you referring to like deep fakes.
2: Lauren Zima is a great example of like she tries to put out shit and it's not really real or it's the mouthpiece of the show. And like they try to like tell you photos released at a certain time mm. when photos are not being released at a certain time. And I get really frustrated with Bachelor Nations. It's like, oh my God, look at all those people at La Quinta. Like it must be this. It's like y'all need to pay attention to the underlining <laughs> truth of what's happening here.
3: Can I ask you about the, the, when you discovered that Ma Garrett and dark lord harrison had removed their black squares
2: we just basically discovered like um i have a couple of followers that i work very closely with with just checking in their accounts every day (laughs) we just look and one day that's gone um and well with chris harrison i was just checking also basically every day and it was almost two weeks after he posted it that he took it down So he's been, he's been without any Black Lives Matter representation on his page for a long time. Um, He will not answer any of my DMs and he will not answer any of my comments. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just, you know, stay stay vigilant. Um, Also, um, I guess make sure you listen to Date Card Pod. We're getting ready to start the new season with um, Claire's season and Tayshia's season. And we're going to be doing a thing where we continued during... um, the off season where we gave the platform partially to um, black and really any viewer of color. um, If they wanna email us their thoughts and feelings in a little audio bite, we're gonna add it to the end of our episodes and we're gonna continue that with our new season so that every episode of Date Card Pod will end with a like roughly 10 minute segment that will be recorded from a, um, a viewer of color Oh, giving awesome. their thoughts and feelings on the episode and how they feel about Bachelor um, Nation. So, if you want to be a part of that, we'll have all of that information on Date Card Pod's Instagram uh, page. And uh, I think it's going to be really great to continue giving a a platform for other people.
0: That's fantastic.
3: Thank you so much for coming on and doing our our first inaugural, well, our first every four years mock election with us on Gore. <laughs> May we live to do another.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was really um, it kind of sobering, you know. I had to really think about some of the people that I like in this this franchise and what that says about them and what that says about me. But um, I'm glad we did it. I hope it helps some people get um, excited to vote and get excited to register. And let's like fucking let's not let's not have it be the same results. Like let's not let Trump win. We can't.
3: That's one vote from Jenna for Biden. That's one vote from Pace Case for Biden. Clues,
0: where are you at? As much as I hate Joe Biden, I will be voting for him. So look, you know, if, if we enter this race and we add our votes to it. Come on, come on, come on, man. Still a land solid victory for Donald Trump, 40 <laughs> to 26.
3: <laughs> well, it's good to have those numbers.
0: Thanks once again for joining us on our mock election. And everybody be sure to check out Date Card Pod.
2: Thank
0: you. Thanks once again to Jenna Vesper for joining us for our first ever Bachelor Nation mock election. And thank you to everyone who has joined us for this episode. Thank you from the bottom of the pit for sending us all the beautiful morsels that keep us alive down here as we crawl Mm -hmm. around in the murky depths. Thank
3: you to Bachelor Clues for manning the fort while I was away. Anytime. And now... For a very important announcement, we are going to be recording this week our first ever interview with a Bachelor player, and that will be the back half of next week's episode. Not going to say who the player is right now, but let's just say that they have the biggest YouTube following of any Bachelor player.
0: You definitely don't want to miss it. Hopefully, we're going to get some good behind-the-scenes stuff with that. And before we go, of course, what is the dwab at?
3: It has been 6,755 days without a Black Bachelor. Praise be Lord Harrison.
0: Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast.